This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad John Bolton Shaker, I am Matt Wright, and we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Of neoconservatism. Bitches. The best philosophy there is for you out there, America. (laughs) Oh, shit. Shit. I just figured I'd get it out of the way. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so welcome to episode 63. 63? 6'3. We are six episodes away from a very special episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Sad part is I had the exact same thought going through my <laughs> head. Uh, <laughs> yes. Maybe we should just go to 70. <laughs> when it comes up to that. No, we're going to... It's going to have to be a special episode. It's going to have to be a special episode. Uh, anyway, episode 63. 6-3. How was your week? Amazing. Amazing. That's good to hear. But I would like to thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the kava we're about to drink. As we do. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Beulah. Beulah. Uh, week was amazing. Yeah, what happened? Dude, things happened. Lots of good things. Yeah, name mm-hmm. two. Oh, I donated two walkers to save our seniors. You did. You did that, yeah. And I got to see you. Aww. <laughs> yeah, we actually hung out a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Normally, we only hang out like once or twice a week. I think we saw each other every single day. Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder I'm tired of you today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, besides hanging out with me, which obviously that makes for a great week for anybody. Yeah, kind uh, of. I mean, you had a great time. No, I like hanging out with you, but I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> It'll make sense once you guys hang out with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> besides that wonderful thing that you uh hanging out with me, which is a joy for everybody, except for me. Um, <laughs> what else did you do? Anything good? Did you watch anything? Did you go anywhere? Did you do anything? How <laughs> did I do? Got into a... Oh, there was one of the kava bars I hang out. There was a standoff. Uh, there was a man trying to steal another man's gun, and I took the gun from him and I shot him in the face. That's a lie. I did shoot him in the face. Oh, are you talking? Okay. <laughs> Listen, John Bolton. <laughs> That's where my nickname today comes from. That is, that is 100% where your nickname comes from. Why do you feel it necessary to interject yourself into conflicts that aren't yours? Because you're a bully. And the two status cops we know would agree. Was I not shot from behind? He shot me too, but I didn't attack him over it. Right, but just because you didn't attack him doesn't mean that I can't. I, I feel like I do things properly. I don't think so. He shot me. 
multiple times. <laughs> so I retaliated. And then you, my ever special co hang on, I'm turning your mic down so you can't interject. My ever special co host decided to take his side instead, which is why I ended up tackling you. <laughs> tackling you. And then. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, see, they still can't hear you. I was. <laughs> But yes, I ended up tackling you, and then instead of causing any real physical damage, I decided to go mental damage instead and do that one thing that you hate when people do to you. That's physical. It's no, no, that would, I didn't. It's not physical damage. It's mental. I don't get mental. It's mental assault, no. but it's not physical damage. So it is. I can't move. The, the question is, <laughs> the question is, why? I'm still getting do, bars. Why do you? decide to take the John Bolton approach when it comes to my interactions with people. I'm going to turn up your mic now. Hang on. If you say anything I don't like, it's going back down. Though. No, it's the truth. Why do you take the John Bolton approach? Because Trump just hired him. Okay. And I is that emulate one of our great governor people, governing people. One of our great governing people. Is yeah. this what you're going with? Who? Who is the national security advisor for Trump right now? Right. It John ain't Bolton. You. It ain't me. It ain't anybody we know. It's John Bolton. So amazing guy. Are you sticking with that statement? Yeah. Okay. I cannot wait for the rest of this show. Because um, <laughs> anytime that you disagree with anything I say, I'm going to go, oh, no, you're on the side of Bolton. Okay, fine. You know, I'm doing this right now on the spot right now. I haven't even thought about this until now. I will try to play the opposing opinion as much as I can. If I could, because I'm shitty at that. Uh, yeah. But let's see how it goes. <laughs> you really want to, like we, I'm certain everybody that's watching us or listening to us right now knows what we're going to lead off with. And you want to be the opposing opinion? I know how to do it. I've been arguing with people all week. I, I understand that. You argue with people every day. Mm-hmm. But you want to be the. Because op- they're wrong. No, it's because you're contrarian. Because I'm right? No. I am not a contrarian. You are a contrarian. Hell no, I'm not. <laughs> Tell me one position I switch positions on. Nope. I just have strong opinions that I really hold to. I'm no. not, I'm not a, a contrarian. Is Who is it that we know that's a contrarian? Freaking, we know contrarian. We do. And I, you, I am not it. Online you are. No, I'm you, argumentative. You can say that. Right. And you will argue against positions that you actually believe. No. Yes. No, I'm being honest right now. Are I you about do to do that? Well, to, yeah, for, <laughs> for the show. I don't, I, I don't take positions I don't agree with. Because that's like one thing that always gets on my nerves is like when someone's like, oh, Muhammad, you just say that stuff to get. Oh, I may have said this before already. But, you know, I've been told a few times by friends here, friends elsewhere, like, oh, you take opinions just to piss people off. I'm like, no, I don't. These are my opinions. No, but you troll the shit out of people. And sometimes you say things that I know you don't believe in them. That's fine. Right. Which is why I call you a contrarian. You say more like I say things that I don't wouldn't typically say. I would never make an argument for banning guns, for example. Right. That's what being a contrarian is, is is going into different threads or different conversations and just taking the opposite opinion just to get a rile out of people. Real quick, though, we were many of you know this. We were supposed to have a debate. It was going to be a very lively debate today between Muhammad and one of our friends over gun control. His name is Jeremy Dolan. Wow. Message him. And doxed him. Um, (laughs) But he had to cancel because he had to cancel because of uh, he got tickets to the lightning playoff Mm -hmm. game. So I completely understand. I don't blame Jeremy for it at all. Uh, I don't think that he was like backing out because he was afraid or anything. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, I, he got tickets to the Lightning. He player. wanted to do it. I yeah, know so, that, I, so I understand. Uh, but when we were doing the prep work for it, I was asking around to people uh, to see who could argue for gun control, and nobody was able to do it. Can you repeat that? Who would be able to out of both of us? No, no. I was in order to help you prep. Mm. I wanted somebody to debate to debate on the side of gun control. And anybody I asked was like, I, 
I don't think I can do it. It doesn't make any logical sense to me. I don't think I'd be able to pull it off. Is it because it's me, guys? No, it's not because it's you. Oh, it's because it's me? Okay. No, it's because gun control doesn't make any sense. I'm a nice but, guy. I don't beat up on people. <laughs> it's because gun control doesn't make any sense and people have trouble arguing against logical ideals. So, but yeah, like, it's really hard to argue of course it is against what you actually believe it's also really hard to argue against somebody that knows their stuff well that too but i mean also it makes it even harder when you truly 100 percent believe oh yeah what like if you know i'm when i'm I'm not trolling well i mean it's like i'm pro second amendment Mm -hmm. obviously so if i were to try to debate you and i was trying to like prep you and be like okay I'm going to be on the... Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have been able to do it because any argue, I wouldn't have believed anything I was saying, and it would just be like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. So, Which, funny enough, John Bolton was on some network, one of the news networks. It might have been Fox or MSNBC, and they got him and another person to talk about their the the opposing point of views that they believe in which was pretty pretty cool actually i'll have to find it and show it to you pe- people nice people <laughs> you, what do you mean you people <laughs> what yeah. do you mean you people listeners vanguard uh, so uh yeah so yeah you you took the john bolton approach interjected yourself into a conflict that wasn't yours and you paid the price that you should have. Yeah, I'm an Arab. I, I saw free arms from a white guy. <laughs> you you stole. <laughs> no, I handed. I I asked for the. I put my hand out. Do you, okay, so hand he, out. He was saying no. No, because he was worried I'd be on your side. I know. So that's pretty. I smart had to whisper him. to him that I was like, no, no, trust me, that's going to work out in your favor. I was like, that's going to work out in your favor. And he was like, whatever. I was like, no, trust me. He's going to shoot me <laughs> because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I tackled you. Yep. Uh, anyway. Speaking of assholes, I. John had, Bolton. Well, that. But before that, I posted. And this is going to be part of the John Bolton talk that we're going into. Posted this one status because one of the things a friend of mine, Patricia, and a few other people were saying is we're not in a state of war. You know, this is a limited uh, surgical strike. uh, You know, that, that stuff. Which, to me, if you ever hear anybody say that, just imagine somebody... Bombing the United States facilities like Fort Bragg or something because of, I don't know, uh, Waco or fucking something where the government kill a bunch of its own people, you know, as punishment for us doing that. Um, that argument makes no sense. We would we as the United States would be like, oh, this is probably an act of war. We should do something. And that's that's my thing. I'm just like, you right. can't. You can't call it that. They don't care about your constitution. Yeah, it's like, okay, so... They don't care, even if you did it constitutionally and declared... Well, we're not, because that wouldn't make sense then, because it would be a war. But, like, the uh, uh, authorization for use of military force, everyone's like, yeah, so we can do that. And I'm like, okay, even if, if that was constitutional, they don't care. No. If your country gets bombed, you're like, oh, shit, we're under attack by the United States. Right. They don't fuck, they're not going to ask oh, wait, 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 wait. what's going on right now. That, they see a bomb. Yeah, it's like, okay, so if Mexico, for no other reason, if Mexico just started launching bombs over the border and hitting Texas, and then, you know, we were like, oh, we're at war, and the Mexican president was like, no, no, no. It's a surgical strike. We We never declared war. Exactly. I'm just it's like, like, no. Are you? St- we're at war. I, I apologize. You're not the S word. But really think about it. You can't just say something like that and expect me to take it seriously, you know. And, yeah, so assholes, you know, this guy, like, misinterpreted what I said and started saying I was a warmonger, you know. And I was like, excuse me, me? Like, 
have you been you've been you understand and i know you, the guy and he follows you me just so stated like, you were going to argue on the side of john bolton oh no i know i'm just talking about what happened on facebook anyways and people were like yeah you mistook him man that's not what he was saying i'm just like yeah i've never made a pro-war argument unless it was like me being uh ironic about like having served in the military where i'm like talking about jumping out of airplanes because i want to get fucking a star on my airborne wings because that'll be fucking cool that that's but that's not even a pro-war position that's a pro combat star on your airborne wings position right anyway anyway but yeah so yeah you just because congress didn't declare that this is a war and Paul Ryan said that Donald Trump was in his absolute right to do this, and Paul Ryan was wrong. But we'll get to Paul Ryan later. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, just just because uh, Paul Ryan says that he's allowed to do this doesn't mean it's constitutionally correct, and it doesn't mean that True, yeah. we are not at least, at the bare minimum, committing an act of war if not actually engaging in war. Yes! How can you not? It makes no sense. And somebody posted the picture of the Pearl Harbor bombings and um, the air raids from the Japanese in World War II. And they were like, that's not an act of war. That's just a surgical strike on our military bases. I mean, that's the argument you're making, which isn't true. So there you go. Get a better argument. Get a better argument. Get a better argument. Anyway, uh, yeah, so as I'm certain anybody who watches or listens to us knows... Last night. I was about to say, we didn't talk about this yet. <laughs> right. I know. But I mean, I'm certain that they know. Oh, true. Because we have a very intelligent audience. Yes. We have people who are in tune with what's happening mm, today. Yeah. For the most part. So, <laughs> we, uh, so yeah, we, being America, teamed up with Britain and France. Mm-hmm. And committed an act of war against Syria. Yeah. And now I have to jump in again. Okay. Because one of the arguments I had also heard. Okay. So I guess I can argue this from the other position. Well, Putin would be stupid to respond to us. He'd have the full force of the United States and Europe against him if he does anything. Okay. Now I'm back to real Muhammad. I talked about this. Uh, I it. When it comes when it came to Korea, you know, do you remember when I talked about brinksmanship? Yes. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, fine. That's brinksmanship, is when you're basically trying to put the other person in their place and making them not respond. But the thing is, if break if brinksmanship fails, the only option to brinksmanship failing. Because the point of brinksmanship is the other person standing down, which in this case would be Putin slash Assad slash the other Arabs. The point is if brinksmanship fails, then the only, only alternative to it failing is war. <laughs> because you bomb them, you think you're, you're showing them they're, they're not going to do anything. But what if they do? They're not thinking like you. Why the hell would they think like you? And that's what happens. And to bring back that point from when I talked about it months ago, I was talking about the 1973 Yom Kippur War and the Egyptian president who was a general in the army, uh, Anwar al-Sadat. He played brinksmanship on Israel very well. And he kept, and this was when Israel controlled the Sinai Peninsula, and he kept putting forces and war games on, on the border. Right, a bunch of times, like so many times that the guy, to like they're like, oh, it's happening. Oh, nothing's happening. They'd call up the reserves. Oh, it's happening. Egypt's attacking. Nope, they're not attacking. He, he just he, everybody went home, and then on Yom Kippur, which was which that doubles on top of it being like a holy day. Um, yeah, there's no fighting fair, you know. Um, he attacked. So if Israel, Israel would have been smart probably to preemptively strike if you are a fan of preemptive strikes but yeah you know like that's brinksmanship if it had failed in egypt's case israel would have attacked before yom kippur even took place 
That's brinksmanship, and that's what we're doing. I wouldn't even say we're doing brinksmanship at True, this point. because we're attacking. Yeah. Right, because we're bombing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, we straight up bombed them. It was like a 70-something Tomahawk missiles. Yeah, and the thing is, when, 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 when Putin and the Russians say, don't do this or we will respond, I would like to believe that he might actually respond no matter how strong Russia is compared to us. It doesn't matter how strong they are. No. He could respond and lose, but he will respond, and that's what matters. And it doesn't matter that he's going to lose. It matters that he's going to respond and people are going to die on both sides. Right. And, not, I mean, okay, so going back to the – going back – well, first of all, if you feel like you've watched this show before – it's because about a year ago, it was one year, one week yeah, ago. It was, yeah. It was one year, one week ago. We did an episode on us bombing Syria and why we shouldn't have done it. Uh, so, I mean, essentially, this is just going to be a rerun of last year's episode. We're just doing it all over again because um, nothing's freaking changed. But so on April 7th, there was a chlorine gas attack. On Doma. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce that. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's Doma. I think so. Yeah. On Doma. And immediately everybody went out and they were like, oh, Assad's gassing his people. Assad's gassing his people. We need to stop Assad. You know, whatever. And it's like he he was winning the war and he was winning the civil war. The terrorists had all been but run out. Close. Like, I mean, they were, you know. They were definitely on the retreat. Yeah. And Trump had said a week before, yeah, I think I'm going to be pulling the American troops out of... A week before this one, right? A I know week. he definitely said it last week. Uh, it was a week. we talked about it. Right. It was a week before the gas attack. Oh, I didn't remember that. This one or the last one? <laughs> this one. Okay. Just so... Okay. Right. A week before th- A week before this one. It was like right around April 1st, which, you know... April Fools. Um, but yeah, so Trump was like, yeah, I think we'll be pulling our troops out of out of Syria because we don't really need to be there. So he's winning the war. He's got the terrorists all but beat. And he's got the Americans saying, we're going to pull out. That's the best time to gas your people. It makes no sense. I don't care if you are a crazy, off-your-rocker, completely batshit dictator. In that moment, you are not going to gas your people to keep the Americans there longer. Mm-hmm. It's not Or ga- even get a worse response. Or Right. You're, <laughs> I'm not annoyed. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Uh, which, uh, which one? Whitehead. Uh. Um... But, yeah, you're not going to gas your people. It's not going to happen. Absolutely not going to happen. And then you got Mattis, the mad dog, mm-hmm. saying that... The, it, apparently, Mattis is the reason we only did a precision strike. Right. He said this is going to be a one-time shot. Mm-hmm. So, one-time good shot. on Mattis. I wish Mattis could have done more to just make it not happen at all. I know. One one time shot, as long as they don't use chemical weapons again. Yeah, because the thing is, there is no proof. There is zero proof that they've used it. Yeah. I mean, it may have happened, but there's no proof you can link anything to Assad. Not within a day. Well, it wasn't a day. Not within a, the span of a week anyways. Like, how? How how would how, how can you say that Bashar did that? I mean, maybe he did, but we didn't even try checking in, in any way, shape, or form. And you want to tell me he did it? There's no proof of that. No, that's a that's a fucking lie. Yeah, I know. I mean, in February, uh, Ben Swan did a thing on this not too long ago. Uh, but in February, they were saying that Mattis came out and he said that there is no evidence that Assad used chemical weapons on his people. They are looking for it, but there is no evidence. Nobody's shown any evidence that this is Assad. Yeah. Now, granted, you do have Britain and France involved here, and you've got, uh, hang on a second, I got written down here. Uh, France's foreign minister, who apparently put on his big boy pants for this one, Mm -hmm. uh, he said there is no doubt Assad was responsible, 
and he threatened and then he came out and he threatened more strikes if chemical weapons were used again and the most troubling thing i have about this entire thing is that angela merkel mm-hmm. angel merkel yeah uh the great nazi dictator um <laughs> She uh, said that the West response was necessary and appropriate. Right now, which is yeah, that is weird. Cause I know she's Germany close is to converting on, to Islam. Right, much. Germany is on our side in this. Yeah, and it's like something is completely wrong. If Angela Merkel is going, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a good call, guys. Yeah, that way is to go. Weird. So like everything about this doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes zero sense to me. Uh, the Britain Prime Minister, Theresa May, she was saying, no, what we're doing is legal and necessary. Um, or, sorry, right and legal was mm-hmm. what she said. Yeah. Right and legal. And then people in her government are going, yeah, show us show us the legality of this one. Yeah. This, one, this just makes me, this makes me so mad. But, yeah, that goes back to the whole, you know. What you infidels don't understand is how we see it in our deserts. When the white man, the Christian man, come to our country, they bomb us. You tell us it's illegal. It's legal, but uh, I don't think we don't think it's legal. You don't belong here. You attack us. We we think we should attack you back. Maybe take a tower down or two. That's what we do. Yeah. Or maybe know. I talk like this the rest of the show. Okay. Either that or, you know, you grab a couple of AR fifteens and you go to San Bernardino and you shoot places up. Yes. Yeah, I mean or you'll just go to France or Or the Arabs can I mean you could just stop go, fucking off and you could just go join. To, you could just go to England really easily right now. Yes. If you're one of us, we have program. Yeah. You Bring can. we we send you to Germany, France uh, uh, UK, we teach you how to drive trucks Lund- and uh, stabby stab. Londonistan. Yeah. You can head over to Londonistan. They have no weapons there. <laughs> None. I mean, they got baseball bats, but I mean, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But give that like a year and they'll, they'll probably ban those too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go over to London, Londonistan and I mean, you get free reign. Just absolutely free rain over in London right now. Yes, we can. Yeah. And if you take away the baseball bats, we have the hammers. And after the hammers, we have the hands. So, okay. You you know, you play the game. No, you don't play no game. But it, there is a game called uh, the Assassin's Creed. It's based on the uh, Mus- I, Muslim I, I assassins. Know what it is, yeah. Yes. And, you know, we can use our hands. We can. We don't care. Yeah. Whatever we can do to hurt the infidel. So, okay, here's my question about London. Knives, obviously, have just recently, mm-hmm. I think, they, did they ban knives or are uh, they like just kind of pushing to don't carry them? Brazar Sadiq Khan, who is the mayor. I'm going to have to ask you to stop so I can understand what the fuck you're saying. He's, he's Brazar Sadiq. He's, uh, that's his name, first name, Sadiq. He's Brazar. He's the mayor of London. I know I know who he is. What yes, is that one say, word you're saying? Sadiq Khan. No, not that one. Brother. That one. Yeah, he's a brother in the Ummah. Ummah means grandmother in South Africa. No, no. Ummah means the Islamic community. The Ummah. So he is our brother in the... Brother. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he say... Uh, any of the uh, pasties walking around with a knife? <laughs> Any of the pasties? <laughs> Never mind. I'll do this after the show. I need to give my Arabic accent back. Um, yeah. Sadiq Khan said that uh, people that have you know knives on them or whatever should not carry them, and they should be the, you know but the, are, the full brunt of the force will are, be put on you. Okay, so they they are now illegal. In London. In London? Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between a knife and a screwdriver? Knife is sharper. It is, but, I mean, I can stab you with both. So, 
I have an Irish friend that I was talking to about the whole knives thing. Right. And she told me that some gangs um, around the UK now drive around with uh, toolboxes because a knife could technically belong in a toolbox with a bunch of other tools. So that's one way for criminals to get around the knife ban is to act like you're about to do some handyman stuff. Which is really funny, uh, but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean... So, yeah. you know, there's there's ways around it already that... Yeah. I was, I was like, oh, wow. So, the bad people already found a way around the knives. Not everybody in Britain is going to start buying toolboxes to keep in their cars to just be like, yeah, the knife, I just got it from here. <laughs> right. No, the knife, it's, it's, it's here in my <laughs> toolbox. Yeah. I'm about to go do tool stuff. Um, yeah. I've got to go cut some... Things, mm-hmm. wires, wires. <laughs> sure, uh, but yeah. See, bad people. They don't. They don't care. They're gonna go around that law somehow, and that would be a case of going around the law, in my opinion. Even if the law is stupid and illegal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Gun control doesn't work. Knife control doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically what you would have gotten out of the show today if it had gone on as scheduled. I was really looking forward to not really doing much on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so. Did we finish everything about Syria? I mean, pretty much. Like, we, we shouldn't be there. We don't have evidence that Assad is actually gassing his people. Oh, another argument I always hear is we can't stand by and watch these babies get get gassed. It's funny because conservatives are using the children and babies. Right, argument. right, right. So I actually, I was thinking about this earlier because I have seen that from a bunch of liberals as well. Oh, no, of course. Well, they're both really on the same yeah. side on this thing. No, 100%. But yeah, it's like, you know, they're like, think of the children. He's gassing the children, blah, blah, blah. I want to know what the difference is between when liberals are like, when you say thoughts and prayers... When you send out thoughts and prayers after a tragedy, it doesn't do anything. Think of the children. Doesn't do anything either. Well, I mean, I mean, I agree, but they are saying we should do something. They're saying we should bomb. Right, but I mean, it depends on the argument. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know you're saying, yeah. But yeah, yeah to me, I'm just like, there's no difference between those two arguments. Oh, I know. They're, yeah. they're both pointless well, arguments. The funny thing is they... I mean, one of them, one of them's not an argument. And, one of them's just thoughts in person yeah not an argument it's just oh man i feel bad for these people in my opinion a better in my opinion because i was also thinking about this a few days ago a better way to sort of explain what you're trying to say in my opinion is um thoughts and prayers seem to be fine for any other tragedy except for the school shooting i never see anybody bitch about thoughts and prayers when it's like a tragedy, like uh, uh, what 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 are you gonna do with hurricanes, for example? You, you don't see anybody saying, "Oh, thoughts and prayers again." No, like what the fuck are you gonna do about a hurricane? You know, right? Like obviously, you don't care. You're just mad that you were not giving you our guns. Well, actually, I do see people get mad about thoughts and prayers over the hurricanes. Why? Uh, because the first people out there helping are freaking churches you, and yeah, private yeah. businesses. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, people are like, "Oh yeah, we don't need thoughts and prayers. We need and mosques. <laughs> They're churches. <laughs> yeah, it's an all-encompassing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's an all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's completely derailed my thought. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no people are like. We don't need thoughts and prayers. We need the federal government to give more money to blah, 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 blah. That's not going to stop a hurricane. No. Absolutely not. Yes. I, I I know. It's stupid. It's, it's to say don't argue for thoughts and prayers. Don't, don't, mm. don't use thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And this is to say, you know, don't use thoughts and prayers mm. is because, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, you're only saying that because you want to push your agenda exactly you're using the way that they grieve over yeah. something against them. Yeah. That's all you're uh, doing. Oh, and another thing I'd been hearing specifically from my friend Patricia, she was saying, why do you think Putin is trying to defend 
uh, Assad so bad. And honestly, I thought that was not a smart question because it's really obvious why. The Soviet Union, this is like during, this is Cold War stuff. You know, like you, Israel became a thing. Then you had the Arab-Israeli wars. The 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 West, specifically America, really um, armed and backed Israel, while the Soviets. This is the Cold War, uh, armed and helped the Arabs in response. That's basic one-on-one Cold War uh, proxy stuff. You know, right? Um, I'm just like they've been their friends since the first Arab-Israeli war, pretty much. So how do you not expect him to help them out? In my opinion, of course he's going to help them out. I expect that if they're supposed to be good allies, which they are. Um, and then she was saying something about how like Syria is like a cash cow for Russia, for Russian arms. But just like Egypt, my country, just like how they get arms from the United States I think they get like uh, 1.3 billion a year or something like that I think um, that is from the American taxpayer that, that Egypt does not pay for these F-16s and Abram tanks that Egypt has uh, we do as Americans it's the same thing with, with Syria who's an even poorer country than Egypt is they're not buying anything from Russia Russia is arming them to keep their sphere of influence there. Um, I don't think it's weird at all that he's trying to help them cash cow or not. Um, they're trying to keep their sphere of influence strong. You know, they have uh, Iran as well. Um, and my thing is like with what's been happening in the Middle East since the Sykes-Picot agreement with the French and the British, and post World War One and the colonialism when it was about to die, there was still some colonialism out of that. How can you not expect Arabic countries or Muslim countries in the region? Because I want to throw Iran in there and Turkey. How do you not expect them to find an ally that's going to help them against Western aggression? And that person happens to be Russia. I mean, it's really simple. You know, I'm not trying to attack anyone's uh, intelligence or anything, but I really think the argument of Putin is defending Assad, so that's a bad thing, is really not a good argument to make because they're going to find somebody to back them up. That's just how it works. You're either with NATO and all that, or you're with Russia, uh, China, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, and those are really the big arguments I'd heard, and I'm just like, uh-uh, it, that doesn't make too much sense to me. No, uh, like, why is it your job, or why, why do you think you have the right to tell people to not be friends with other people? They're going to have to get arms from somewhere. Like, you, that's what you're going to end up going to. I mean, you can take Russia away, but they'll buy from China. I mean, I don't get the argument that well. And apparently China has troops in Syria. Somebody told me about that. Oh, no, I haven't read about that. Yeah, well, I, I didn't either. And so. I was like, well, crap, you know. Um, and, you know, the whole, it's our job. No, it's not. It's, yeah, um, that... I mean that that is the biggest thing that neocons say that yeah. bugs oh. the crap out of me. And this kind of goes into the children thing too. It's like people are like, "Oh, the children." I'm like, "We don't do anything most of the time with all of the active conflicts that have been going on in the world. We're just choosing this for whatever reason the current president is choosing to do it, whether it's Obama or Trump or Bush. Bush or like Clinton. you have Right now, you have Yemen or Reagan or Nixon. Yeah, yeah, it, but Nixon did does didn't get involved much. In to be fair to he him, got, he didn't too. Well, yeah, but Nixon was not a, a go out and and do stuff guy like Bush was. You know, no. that that's what I mean. Or like LBJ was, or like JFK was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you you have like Yemen, and then you have uh, all over Africa 
there are people dying at the hands of dictators. Uh, parts of Asia, there's active conflicts all over the world, and we're not touching them. And why? So, how do you justify we're doing this because we care about children when you're really not? Also, when we've used more chemical weapons than any other country in in all the recent. That's true. In all the recent wars and conflicts, we've used all of them. We've used, like, Agent Orange. Um, we've used... Uh, what's the stuff that burns? The other stuff? Napalm. We've used depleted uranium shells in Napalm Iraq. equal parts gasoline and orange juice concentrate. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and if we lose this episode, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but, so, the, like, they all sit there and they, like... So many of the neocons are like, Matt... He is gassing his people. What are you supposed to do? And like, I, I want to say, well, if he just shot them, would you be equally as upset? Thank you. Yeah. Like, um, this If he just goes out and he's like, just sends his army out and just yes. shoots up an entire place, are you going to be equally upset? Or are you going to say, no, that's not our yeah. business? Yeah. Like, why is it the fact that he's gassing somebody? Even though I still don't, this I is have the not tools. seen evidence that he's gassing people. This is the tools argument right. that we made on like the liberals and progressives on on the second amendment issue like right. you're mad at a, a a tool when stabbing a bunch of people or a serial killer doing it over a long period of time doesn't matter as much for some reason mm-hmm. it's a tools argument because like oh bush uh obama obama well bush definitely but obama most recently like had dropped a bomb and killed like 120 people on that one hospital where the doctors out borders people we're doing it and killed 120 people, many children. That's not an issue. You know, people being bombed and shot, like you were just saying, it's not an issue. But 20 people die from a gas attack. Whoa, man, gas attack. It's like, it what? Was, it was 75 people. Okay, 75 people. We've killed, we've killed plenty more with bombs, though. Right. And it's just like, so you care about the tool, not the fact that people died in general. That it's the same liberal argument about tools, you know. They're worried about a tool, and that's what's going on here now with neocons and and other Trump supporters that are just like gas. And I'm like, okay, bombs. <laughs> Why is that any different? Because it is to them. For some reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense. Yeah. So either be against it all or be against none of it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Facebook next. That's that's where I was going to go. All right. So before we get banned from Facebook for me telling you how to make napalm, uh, <laughs> let's talk about them. Uh, as uh, many of you probably know, if not all of you, you've probably seen all the memes, all the fantastic memes that have been coming out from it. Mm-hmm. It's one of it's one of the rare times I sat down and watched a, a hearing. Yeah, I watched I watched pretty much all that hearing mm-hmm. uh, over Lord Zuckerberg. Uh, sat down in front of the Senate, in front of a Senate congressional hearing to talk about Facebook. It's a Turing test, is what they did. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what a Turing test is, look it up. You'll understand. It's yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he sat down and he answered question after question after question after question from senators for hours and, and congressmen. The next day, I didn't watch the next day. I oh, okay. watched the Senate. Um, but yeah, so he was going out, you know, answer question after question after question. And I'm not really sure which one this was more of an embarrassment for. This was either a huge embarrassment for Facebook, for the government, or it was a huge embarrassment for Congress. No, it was. Yeah, yeah. Either like the way I see it. I remember as soon as I was watching it, it was a congressman. And as soon as I heard him say, how do you keep your platform running if no one's paying for it? I was just like, uh, are w- you dumb? That was Orrin Hatch. Yeah, that's a congressman, right? No, senator. Senator. Okay, so it was a senator. Um, I was like, senator, they, we they run. Ha- they we run, run ads. ads. <laughs> like, what? That? How does television get? You know, television itself, not the cable service. How does television make money out? Of- ads. <laughs> ads. One hundred percent. It's ads. They make the money from ads. Have you never been on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Have you never seen all the ads that come up? Yeah. They make their money from ads. Yeah, and me personally, as much as I hate Facebook, 
And as much as I hate how they censor a lot of Christians and this episode. Yeah. uh, As much as they censor a lot of Christians and conservatives and libertarians, which even he has admitted to during the hearing like that. He didn't admit to it. No, he admitted that one or two of the pages were severely mishandled with how they were with. uh, We can look it up later. Uh, But he did. He did admit to one or two pages being mishandled. They were conservative ones. Um I don't think he did anything wrong because you making an account you are first you, first of all it's your it's implied consent and then there's a contract to press I agree and next page to then set up your account like you know what you're doing you're just lazy which all of us are we're all lazy. Who reads it's the, the ter- who reads the terms of services and agreement right. on but, anything you download? Same thing with Facebook. Right, you didn't but, read it, but it's there. But the question the question that was being asked was do you censor right wing do you censor right wing yeah. voices? And he wouldn't answer that question. Well, I think I think it's fine for him to do that if he wants to. Right. Even though I hate that. Well, yes and no. Because as it was pointed out from Cruz, it was they get certain uh, liberties from the FCC for being completely unbiased. If I don't know how I wouldn't know how that works, so I can't comment. Right. So they get certain certain liberties from the FCC for being unbiased. I assume they get certain liberties from the FCC because they're an online platform. And for being unbiased. Hmm. Because if they act... Yeah, but he can easily make a case for them being unbiased. I mean, there are plenty more conservatives and libertarians that don't get censored. The question was... Yeah. (laughs) The question was, do you specifically target conservatives? And then he said, are you Uh an open platform? Are you an open platform that allows anybody to speak... Or are you politically biased, which is protected under the First Amendment? Yeah. And uh, Mark, Overlord Mark, would not uh, answer that question. He he skipped around it. Like he, he's, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know which law you're talking about, but there is a law. Like obviously, if you are a, if you are a platform that is saying, yes, we are, we are politically, you know. We are, we do push a political agenda, which is in their first amendment rights. That's fine. Like they can do that. I'm totally fine with it. Just, you have to let the people know that you're doing it. You have to let the people know that you're doing it. In my opinion, like uh, you don't legally have to, but I think morally you should. Um, But you do have to like... But if you're going to be open to everybody, that's when you get the. I don't think anybody has to do anything. What? I don't think anybody has to do anything. What do you mean? I don't think he has to tell anybody anything. No, I, that's why I said morally you should. Oh, okay. Then I agree with that. Right. Morally you should. It's yeah, not, but it's the not thing legal. is, we but all choose think, to still use Facebook. But I think you do have to, when you're applying for certain FCC uh, allowances. You do have to say whether or not you're going to be a politically uh, certain, whether or not you're going to be leaning at one political way or or being open to everybody. We didn't have to do that for our website. That's definitely very libertarian. Right. And that's my that was going to be my question, which you may not know the answer, so we might have to look that up later, uh, is, well, I'd say most of the, F- the FCC protects the it's is the light touch regulation on the internet and most of the internet is biased so right but the fcc but the internet is still open mm-hmm. like we can say whatever we want mm-hmm. and we are not a forum where people go and discuss issues regularly yeah. you guys should though it's muddy waters of freedom.com <laughs> um but we are we do say on there we are a like it's written throughout the entire thing especially plus, the name freedom right, freedom yeah and, and you know in every one of our episodes it's obvious that we are a uh, very 
libertarian, yeah. conservative podcast website. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we aren't hiding it. Mm-hmm. So, but there are certain regulations that they get. Yeah, but that's when they got into the questions about hate speech and and the and definition ben of Sassy. hate speech. Yeah. That's good because he was next on my list. Yeah. Yeah. When Ben Sassy said, can you define hate speech? And Zuckerberg sat there and he was like, well, we don't want people talking about, we don't want people talking or inciting violence. And, uh, like, well, yeah, we can agree on that. You know, no violence, no promoting terrorism. Sure. And then he started asking the question about pro-life, mm-hmm. pro-life uh, arguments. And then he said, do you think that pro-life arguments should be taken down? And he said, no, I don't think that it should ever come to that. And Mm -hmm. he said, do you think that for somebody who had an abortion, that could be considered offensive? Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, yes. Yeah. And then Ben Sassy said, vigorous. Uh, vigorous debates. Adults need to engage in vigorous debates Mm -hmm. without fear he didn't say that this part without fear of them being taken down mm-hmm. or them being censored or whatever. And Ben Sassy was a hundred percent right on this. Mm-hmm. 100% right on this. And Zuckerberg could not answer the question. Yeah. And like the way I see it is even if an argument, when it comes like you and I get into online debates pretty often. Yeah. Some would call them arguments. Um, but yeah, we get into, we get into arguments online, we get into debates online and they get heated mm-hmm. and people get offended. And the way I see it is that even if the argument offends the overly sensitive sensibilities of an arrogant, self-absorbed mommy never told me I was wrong child, yeah. they're just hiding behind the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. They're, yeah. They're hiding behind Mark Zuckerberg in the Twitter. I don't think you were there like that. You, what, which night was the concert? Two nights ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was hanging out with Casey or Casey and, and Jojo. Uh, yep. Um, I don't remember how we got onto the topic of abortion and all that. Uh, but it sh- what I said shocked them. And I said, I do consider it baby killing. And like, yeah, they, they did not like that. I said that they're, they're pro-choice ladies. Um, and they were telling me like about how harsh it is and all that. And I told them like, yo, uh, at the end of the day, my opinion doesn't even change what you're able to do right now. My, so many women don't know my opinion because I'm a random guy on the internet that thinks baby killing is baby killing. That's the first half is you don't know and it doesn't affect you even if you know it because you can still go and have your abortion even if you know me, you know? Right. Doesn't matter. Uh, And what I also said about that is I believe in more of an educational perspective approach when it comes to uh, the pro-life arguments. So... I know that left-leaning people, pro-life people, I'm sorry, pro-abortion, uh, pro-choice. Pro-abortion people. It's another one I they, use. They, they don't pro, like to be called that. Yeah, pro-choice people. Yeah, but yeah, I'm about to get to the other point. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought here. Um, so pro-cho- uh, yeah, pro-choice people... It does. It doesn't matter what I say. You know, it doesn't matter. You can hear what I say and go and get your abortion. That's that's fine. Uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The educational perspective. I understand that pro-choice people don't think about life the way I do. I understand that. So even if I call it baby killing, I get that they don't see it that way. Right. Which is. And the educational perspective of that is I want I use language like that to as shock value and to get them to understand how much I care about that fetus. You know, that's why I say baby killing. 
Um, that's why people use language like that. And she was quite surprised because she wouldn't make an argument like this. But during one of the debates that I was having online, and this is not the first time I've seen this. The pro, some of my pro-choice friends make jokes about killing the babies. And I'm just like, how is that any different from me using that? Yeah, they're, they're like they use it to rile up pro, pro-life people. Like, oh, yeah, I want to kill some babies. And I'm just like, that's just as shocking as me calling it baby killing. Yeah. Why I, is that okay? I saw one argument and it said that uh, abortions are delicious. Yeah. You know, that's disgusting language. And even she agreed. Yes. I'm like, there you go. You use the language you want to, to try to get your point across. I don't think that gets your point across at all. You're being an asshole. And my honest opinion, because if you're going to try to change my mind, you're not going to you're not going to say abortions are delicious. Right. But if we're having a debate, I mean, OK, if we're having a larger debate, you know, and I say baby killing and you ask me why and explain why, just as I just did, you'll understand why I said it. But there's no way you can tell, explain to me how abortions are delicious. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, they might be able to. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. They've tried one. I mean, yeah. Uh, through that. Yeah. And I think the the other the second point I wanted to make about that is um, was it about education again? Was that where I was going to go? Um, I don't know. I don't actually live in your head. True that. Um, but the the may have been where I was trying to go, which I already touched on a few times now. Is it's education? We we want to explain why we consider the fetus a living separate entity within a woman's body. And we can have the conversation, you know? Um, anyway, not hate speech, not hate, speech. <laughs> not hate speech, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ben, when Ben Sassy asked that question, I was like, all right, way mm-hmm. to go. Ben Sassy. Cause mm-hmm. I, I do feel like that, that is where a lot of the issues are coming in in today's world because you've got college campuses who are like, oh, that's hate speech. You can't say hate speech. And when I was working at Low Tide, uh, we were making a, a how you're supposed to act list at Low Tide. These things will get you kicked out. Mm-hmm. And somebody recommended that we put on no hate speech. And I refused, and I refused yeah. to put me, that man. on because who's going to define what's hate speech and what's not hate speech. Yeah. Because if it's me, I mean, it's a free for all. Yeah. Kick all the, <laughs> kick all the commies out. <laughs> I wouldn't even kick you want to steal my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's hate speech. Get out. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I would have. It would have been a free for all. You wouldn't have gotten kicked out for anything. Well, well, I mean, anybody could walk up then and say, "Hey, man, Muhammad just said that he doesn't believe in affirmative action," uh, and to me, that's very hateful towards minorities. Exactly. And it's just like what, what, what? I was talking about why those policies, you know, my arguments, whatever. Right. And somebody could take that as hate speech, which happens a lot with people that. <laughs> Liberals that hear that that a lot of libertarians and conservatives are against affirmative action and they think it's hate speech right away, you know, or if somebody says, well, oh, never mind. I'm going into other stuff now. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we're, we're pretty much out of time. But, uh, yeah, like you can't define what hate speech is. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do agree that you should not be calling for violence on Facebook. I do agree that uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking should not be on Facebook. Outside of that, yeah, I kind of think it should be a free-for-all. I agree. And, I and if think... somebody gets offended by something that they say, they shouldn't be able to report it and say, this offends me. No, they should yeah. uh, not follow that person, unfriend that person, not follow that page. Or you know, yeah, I've been in front come of up with a times. great argument to counteract that point. Yeah, like there shouldn't, there should not be a reason for people to be getting kicked off of Facebook because somebody was offended. Yeah, and here's the thing: until we get to that point, which could happen, 
you know, people willingly left MySpace for for Facebook. On YouTube, people are willingly moving away from YouTube or using other means of monetizing their videos, especially like conservatives and libertarians, uh, like the BitChute, DTube, Patreon. A lot of times, you know, people will reach out and, and ask you to personally mention their company and what they sell or whatever and give you money for it. Um, people are willingly, they're finding ways around it until for now, you know, for now, Facebook seems to be good enough for everybody, including all of us right wingers. So until that changes and all of us decide to move on to a different platform, you like, you have the freedom to move. Uh, like, I'm sorry. It's, uh, it sucks that there is, I only have 20 something contacts on is it me, we, or we, me? Whatever it is that there's another social media website and app, like Me-we. yeah. Until people decide to move on to that, it's a wasteland on there. But we all have the right to go there right now yeah. and not use Facebook ever again. But we are lazy people. We're creatures of habit, and we like Facebook. Right. So how the hell can you blame him? And we're, I mean... In my opinion. And you can find us on MeWe. We got a Muddied Waters of Freedom group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, also, to finish up, Paul Ryan announced that he is retiring after this term. He's not running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to him... I used to like him, man. He was good. But at the very beginning, anymore. yeah, he was. And then he stopped. But so to him, I just got to say that uh, this is just another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Mm-hmm. Time grabs you by the wrist and directs you where to go. Yeah. He's probably tired of dealing with. So make the best of always, this test. Yeah. I mean, he's hurting. And don't ask why. <laughs> I hope you had the time of your life. Yeah. So Las Bula. Yep. Las Bula. Las Bula. Remember, everybody, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom. You can find us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. We are also on MeWe. Just find it. Yeah, muddied waters of freedom. I think that's all you really need to do. It's a group. And, uh, yeah, so you can find us there. And uh, I'm working on setting us up on a couple of other things as well. Yeah. For when the overlords of Facebook decide mm-hmm. that they are done with us. Oh, yeah. Because that's coming. That's coming like a freight train. Well, I don't know if it is. I mean, he's kind of scared right now. We'll see. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm still not. I'm not betting it's not coming. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else on uh, your end? No, that is... Uh, that's Thank you for joining Hang us, everybody. Hang a second. What? Okay. I had to make sure that nothing else was going to play when I turned this up. Thank you for joining us, everybody. As always, remember where we're going. We don't need roads. Dance us off.